following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We start our college football preview with the Big 12 Conference. We'll talk a little bit of other things as well. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Right now, you can go to RighteousFelon.com. You can use the promo code BELLYUP at checkout and get 15% off your purchase. Uh, it's quite the thing you can do. Make sure you go check out Righteous Felon. Let them know the Sports Stove sent you. Uh, you will not regret it. Uh, welcome into this fine Wednesday evening, and we are talking football. It's been a while since we talked football, but we start our college football preview today. I'm Vince Stover, joined by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing? Doing good. Hard to believe we're talking football again, but uh, it won't, won't be long. It'll start moving right along here. NFL camps open up again in a couple weeks, and um, of course, college football will start up earlier than that, and so we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, so basically, we're going to be football heavy from here until January, probably. Uh, tomorrow night, I'll go live at 8 o'clock with a first-ever live edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour, and uh, we do our position previews. We got the quarterback coach, Maxwell Smith, the offensive coordinator and running backs coach, Andy Richmond, and uh, New York Jets running back Michael Carter's brother, Joshua Carter, is going to be on the show as well tomorrow uh, covering EKU quarterbacks and running backs. So if you're interested, tune into that live or always, of course, catch it afterwards on the podcast version. Uh, you mentioned the NFL camp starting up. Of course, the biggest news right now is that Aaron Rodgers can be viewed on Hard Knocks for the first time ever as the Jets will be the uh, team Featured on Hard Knocks uh, this year. I'm sure that will be very entertaining. Uh, New York has some drama already, though. Saquon Barkley wanting that extension, hasn't gotten it yet. And now, you know, the old agent coming out and saying, well, he may not play if he gets, it doesn't get that extension. So, uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Uh, we saw Le'Veon Bell. He held out, didn't play for a season, and he really never returned to form. What do you think about Saquon Barkley's situation? Yeah, I, I mean, and Barkley at, at his age and stage of a career, if he was to set out a year, that probably would, you know, change things greatly. It'd be harder to come back. You would think, um, I mean, I don't know the Giants cap space or whatever, but the way he's been playing and, you know, they had a positive year last year, I would think, you know, if they can, they'd want to, you know, get him re-signed and, you know, get him into camp. Um, but, I, I don't know all the particulars of the money or the cap space and, you know, exactly what he's asking, but um, I'm sure he provides leadership for them. And, um, you know, I they still have a little question of quarterback, even though they've committed there, but Barkley's a very solid, solid piece for sure. And I, like you've said, I think they have a good coach. So I think it'd be important to get Barkley in the fold. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he wants, right? I don't know what he's asking for. I would assume he's asking for something in the eight to ten million dollar range per year. How many years does he want? I, I haven't really read up. I'm not. I don't really care about the Giants. I haven't read up on this situation a whole lot. But uh, I would think the Giants want to get this handled. Um, I think they'd want Saquon around for the next three or four years. But who knows? People get weird about running backs. Uh, but I don't. I don't think people understand just how good Saquon Barkley is. Um, and I think with the way the Giants are building right now, man, there's potential there for them to be a really good football team this year. If you get rid of Saquon, unless you're replacing him with someone that's not currently on the roster, I'm not sure how comfortable I would feel going into the season with the guys that are there outside of Saquon Barkley as being your main guys at the very least. But uh, NFL football does kick up soon. That'll be fun seeing the uh, battles going on for depth charts and different things like that. But uh, – like you said, Saquon Barkley really is good. People may not remember that. Um, before the injury, I remember that year in fantasy football, I think he was the consensus number one number one guy you were going to take. There was no doubt about it. Then, of course, the injuries kind of changed that a little bit. But, um, you know, he, yeah, he, he was very, very good. Yep, he and he is. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but we are going to spend the next several weeks focused on college football. And uh, we're going to preview the each conference, the Power Five conferences at the very least, and uh, go through these. We'll give the win total predictions. We'll tell you whether we think they're going to win more or less uh, than those games. Uh, the reality is when we come through these Power Five conferences, you and I, we don't spend a lot of time watching a lot of these teams. So uh, I understand some people are going to listen to this. Fan bases will listen and they'll be like, oh, you know nothing about our team. Um, okay. That's fine. Uh, but uh, I didn't have a chance to calculate last year's um, over and unders and how we did on those. I need to go back and look at those. So maybe next week I'll have some of that information for you. But we'll go through the conference. Today, the Big 12, we'll look at each team, uh, who their head coach is, who the quarterback is, a couple quick thoughts about them, their win totals, whether we think they're going over or under. And then at the end, we are going to put these teams in tiers. And we've done this for the last couple of years. We have four tiers. Uh, we have a championship contender tier. So that's a team we think, a team or teams, we think can actually contend for the national championship. We have conference contenders. So teams we think can contend to win the conference. That doesn't necessarily make them, obviously, a national championship team, uh, depending on the conference, of course. Uh, then we've got just a third tier, I call it looking up, teams that aren't horrible. Maybe the future is bright. Uh, maybe they're going to have a down year this year, but it, they'll bounce back. And then we have a fourth tier that we call the Vanderbilt tier. And this is the team that you have zero hope for of having any success in the near future. And uh, so we'll put each of the teams in tiers uh, tonight. We'll talk about a couple of those tiers. Uh, so let's get started. We're going to go through alphabetically this year, uh, each team. And so we're going to start with Baylor Bears. Uh, they are coached by Dave Aranda again Quarterback Blake Sharpen is currently listed as the starting quarterback. Uh, and and I know if you're tied in tight with Baylor, maybe you have more information than I do on this. Uh, but he is the guy that is currently listed as of last night as the quarterback. Uh, they do have a good running back returning this year. Uh, but there's, there's always questions in recent years with Baylor. There was years where we thought, man, their offense is explosive. Um, but right now Baylor is kind of that middle of the pack, big 12 team. At least that's what it looks like. 
Um, their win total is set at six and a half. Uh, Dad, you look at Baylor. What do you think about them going into this year, and and what's your thoughts on their win total? Um, well, I, I again, like you said, I think they're kind of a middle of the pack. There's kind of a lot of teams in this conference who are in that spot um, here, and of course, it you know, college football is going to change a little bit this year. We've talked about that with the transfer portal, so it's going to be hard to know until some of these teams start playing. You know, some of these players that came in may make a huge difference. Um, you know, that we're not expecting. But with Baylor, six and a half, I think um, I think I would go over six and a half. I think they'll do um, better than that, better than just qualify for a bowl. And, um, you know, doing a lot better than that would be a surprise, I think, for them. But I think they can get seven or eight wins. Yeah, when I look at teams that have questions at quarterback, when they don't know who their guy is uh, back in the summer, back in the even the spring, I always question how successful they're going to be. That doesn't mean they don't have a guy. It doesn't mean that Blake uh, Shapen can come in and, and play well and, and be the guy. But I always am concerned about that. You bring up the transfer portal. Obviously, that's not new. That's been a couple of years in the making. I, to this point, Baylor hasn't been able to be as successful with a portal as some other teams have. I'm going to go under six and a half this year on Baylor. I, I don't. Again, I wouldn't be shocked if they got the seven or even eight, but I, I just I think six or five kind of looks at where they're heading right now, maybe even putting their coach on the hot seat a little bit uh, coming into this year. Um, and I, I don't know. Did, did you have down uh, big games that they got going on this year? Um, well, as far as a big game is concerned, uh, the, the big game on their schedule will be Texas, I think, you know, yeah. in week four. And, um, you know, this conference is going to be very interesting because with the Texas-Oklahoma thing um, because, of course, this will be the last year with Texas and Oklahoma there. So, you know, um, Texas and or Oklahoma would love to win the conference, but are they going to be more motivated? Every other team, this is going to be their last shot at Texas and Oklahoma. And of course the four new teams that'll be their only shot at them. So I really think Texas and Oklahoma are going to get everybody's best game um, just because of the way it is. So I think either they'll show they are dominant, they're a step above or otherwise um, it could be an interesting year because I think everybody's going to shoot for them. But I think when you look at Baylor in the middle of the pack, you know, it's the fourth game of the year. If they were to win to beat Texas, that would really be off to a big start. If not, then they're probably, you know, where we thought they would be in the middle of the pack since that game is fairly early. To me, the intrigue of this conference is the new teams, more so than the teams leaving. You got teams that, you know, coming in, there's very low expectations for the new teams. I don't think uh, the, the highest win total from any of the new teams, I think, is five and a half, maybe six. Uh, but it's not high. Uh, well, UCF is seven, but uh, I don't know. I think the surprise will be is if one of these teams that's not expected to win a whole bunch all of a sudden shows up in this new conference and does damage. Um, we'll see how, how it shakes out. I, I think, well, we'll get to this later. Um, so Baylor, you go over, I go under six and a half. I don't think they're going to look good this year. And like I said, I think they might be uh, putting the coach on the hot seat as well. Um, next up is BYU head coach Kalani Sataki, um, quarterback Caden Slovis feels like he's been everywhere 
Uh, I feel like he's been in college for eight seasons. Now he goes to BYU. Uh, I don't think you can expect much from the defense here at BYU. There's not a strength there on the defense. And as a matter of fact, you think historically Big 12 has no defense. BYU might fit that. Uh, so I'm not I'm not looking too big on BYU in their first year uh, here and, and the issues I think they can have. Their win total is five and a half. Uh, Dad, I know that you were around in the glory days of BYU in my lifetime, they really haven't been that great. They've had good years, but not great. Uh, what do you think about BYU, how they currently sit in the Big 12? Yeah, well, I think they're they're going to have a tough time their first year in here. So um, five and a half. Actually, I think I'll go under five and a half on that one. They're, you know, the last couple of years, sometimes they have surprise teams, but I don't know that they have the talent to do that. And you have a lot of other teams in the conference that are right there in the middle, which I think are, are maybe just a little a game or two above where they're at. So I'm, I'm not expecting BYU to to surprise anybody a whole lot in the conference, and I, I'll go under five and a half. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm under as well. Caden Slovis is a great pickup. Um, a lot of potential there, but like I said, I, I just don't think they're a deep enough team, a full enough team in year one uh, to make much of an impact. Um, let's move on to Cincinnati. Uh, Scott Satterfield comes over, former Louisville coach. They also bring over a quarterback in Emory Jones, former Florida Gator, uh, comes in to run things. Now, this Cincinnati team, they've got questions on the offensive side of the ball, but their defense has a chance to keep them in games this year. I think Cincinnati's the most intriguing new team, uh, although I think we'll get to it, but I think Central Florida is actually the team I expect to have the best of the newcomers. But I think Cincinnati's a really intriguing team. I don't like Scott Satterfield. And with not having a great offense, although Emory Jones might show up, I'm not sure how well they can do in year one in, in, in the conference. But their win total is at five and a half. You live you know, closer to Cincinnati. Well, actually, we live about the same distance Cincinnati. But uh, you live in Ohio near Cincinnati as well. Is there hype about what's going on in Cincinnati? Or, or are you hearing anything? Yeah, pe people have been very excited the last couple of years, you know, with Cincinnati. Of course, they lost their coach. Um, that was a big thing there. Um, I, you know, there's, a, there's definitely an upbeat here in Ohio as far as Cincinnati. But I think the first year in the conference, if, if I remember looking at their schedule right, they've got one of the harder schedules. Yes. So I don't think that's going to help them unless they're going to have to upset at least two teams. I think, you know, to have a, a really big season. Um, again, Cincinnati, you know, has done well in the last few years under Fickle, and um, they may still be able to recruit or whatever, but um, I'll go over five and a half, but I don't know that it'll be much over that. They, they, should, they, they, they could get to six games, get in a bowl, and that would be good for them in the first year in the conference. There is a lot of excitement about being in, in the Big 12 and uh, moving up a little bit. And I think eventually um, they will be a, a, a power and a, a good addition to the conference. Um, but this year could be kind of a tough year because of the schedule, but I'll go over five and a half. I'm going to go under. Um, this is one where, I again, six or seven wins I think is definitely doable for Cincinnati. Uh, I don't know that Emory Jones is the guy. Uh, I I really don't like Scott Satterfield. So, so that's probably where, where it hurts me the most. So I'm going to go under five and a half. I think it's five wins. 
um, there. I, I just think the newcomers are going to have a pretty tough year in the Big 12. Um, speaking of, let's go now to Houston. Dana Holgerson, the head coach. Uh, they've got a Texas Tech transfer quarterback, Donovan Smith. This offense should be pretty good. Uh, the defense is the question mark in Houston. Again, you talk about Big 12. Historically, you question defenses anyhow, although I think in recent years it hasn't been as bad as we remember. But uh, that being said, Holgerson brings in this Houston team. By the way, if you want Houston Cougar information, you need to go check out the Locked On Cougars podcast with our buddy Parker Ainsworth. He was just at Media Day today. He should have lots of information coming out tomorrow. So if you care about Houston, go check out Locked On Cougars and uh, check out Parker Ainsworth on the Belly Up Sports Network as well. Houston is at uh, win totals at five uh, for the newcomers. How are you feeling about Houston? Um, again, I, I think, like you said, the, the newcomers as a whole are going to have a tough time, and I think Houston will, um, again, with their schedule. So um, I'll go under five wins. You would like to think they can win five, but I think there are just so many teams that are right there, you know, middle of the pack that are just, again, a little bit above them. Um, so, I, I, again, I don't think Houston – Will will do well. I think they'll be one of the one of the couple bottom teams in the conference. I got over on Houston. Uh, I like Donovan Smith at quarterback. I like Holgerson at coach. I think their defense, although it's not good, it's better than BYU's defense. Um, I think of the four teams we've discussed: Baylor, BYU, Cincinnati, and now Houston. I like the situation with Donovan Smith as good as anything. Caden Slovis is good, but I really think Houston could surprise some people. I don't think seven wins is out of the question. I'm going over five for Houston, um, and I think they'll be a little bit of a darling team maybe early in the year uh, as well there in the Big 12. Uh, let's go to Iowa State. Head coach Matt Campbell, man, he's, his name has been rumored to be leaving Kansas uh, Iowa State for years now, but he's still there. Quarterback Hunter Deckers returns as well. Um, this Iowa State team, they add a wide receiver, Jaden Higgins, who I got to watch uh, up close and in person last year at EKU, uh, tall scutter. Uh, but they lost some guys this year, and there's a lot of question marks about what can Iowa State do? Can they recoup? Can they rebuild? Uh, they lost some important offensive talent, especially. Their win total is at six. I know you've kind of always liked Matt Campbell, if I remember correctly. How do you feel about Iowa State? Uh, yes, I, I, I have kind of always liked them. And um, I, again, you know, I think they're a middle of the pack team, but I think they can be over six wins. I think they're one of the teams, you know, that, that could develop and, and, and be a little bit more. Again, I, I, like you said earlier, I don't know if there's going to be a surprise team this year like TCU was last year. But um, I do think Iowa State, again, they're right there with three or four teams that are, you know, going to be tough games with Baylor, Kansas State, you know, how, how they come out of OSU, how they come out of those games is going to be the deal if they break even or not. But, um, you know, I've always kind of liked Iowa State, and um, but I'll go over, over six wins on them. I'm with you. I go over six as well. I don't think they're going to light things up, but I think they're going to be a decent team. I go over six wins for Iowa State. Kansas was a surprise team last year. Lance Leopold has come in and uh, done some amazing things. 17 returning starters from their six wins last year. Quarterback Jalen Daniels is one of those returners. 
But last year, their defense allowed 35 and a half points per game. You cannot do that and have lasting success. Their win total for this year is set right at what they won last year, six games. So will they be better or will they be worse is the question mark right now. Uh, how are you looking with Kansas? Are you a believer in the Jayhawks? Um, no, only because I don't think a team like Kansas surprised a lot of people last year. And this year, you know, they're not going to surprise people as much. Six wins is probably about where they're at. So I don't know if you say I'm under or over, I would probably go over or under, but, um, Six win again. I think there's teams that are that are just right there where they're at, but probably a little bit better. Last year, you know, they 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 did they played great. They overachieved for sure. But um, I don't know that they're the kind of team that that'll sustain that. At least not this year. I've got them going under six games. Uh, I'm not a believer in the Jayhawks, so, <laughs> so I got them. I got them going on. I think they're going to be right there again. I think they'll be in that five, six, seven game range. Um, I just I think that some other teams have gotten better. I think the competition has gotten decent. Um, I'm not sure that Kansas, and they're not going to surprise people, of course, this year either. I think that plays a factor. So I'll go under six games for Kansas. Uh, let's move on to Kansas State. Chris Kleiman has has done a a, a pretty solid job there. Quarterback Will Howard comes in with incredibly high expectations. This Kansas State team has what many consider to be the best offensive line in the conference. Uh, the question is, is did they rebuild on the defense? The defense is going to be, uh, they lost key guys. So that's where it's going to be a factor. Can they replace them? They've got the highest win total of any team that we've talked about thus far at eight. Uh, is Kansas State a team to be reckoned with? I think they are. I think they're one of the teams. If you're going to have somebody challenge um, the, the, you know, the Texas and Oklahoma's, I think Kansas State. Again, you know, a few years ago they were kind of surprising people, and they don't now. But I think they have a solid program headed in the right direction. And um, so even with eight wins, um, I'll go over that. I think maybe they can get to nine. That would be a great year for them. But I think Kansas State's somebody that's going to. Um, is one of those teams that could really give all these other middle-of-the-pack teams trouble in the conference. All right, I go over eight as well with Kansas State. I'm a believer in what they're doing. I think that there is potential for them to win the conference this year uh, as well. I, I like what's going on there. Uh, all right, next up is Oklahoma Boomers Sooner. Uh, Coach McGuire, if you're still watching, you might want to plug your ears. Um, all right, Brent Venables is back at coach, second year as the head coach. Last year was the first losing season since 1998 for the Sooners, and luck did not go their way. They were 0-5 in one-score games. Uh, Dylan Gabriel is at quarterback. They've got two solid running backs. The defense should be better. They've had portal additions. Brent Venables, of course, is a defensive guy. You'd like to think that Oklahoma's defense is going to improve. Last year, sadly, I was right about the Sooners, uh, that they were not going to be what uh, some people thought they would be. Uh, so now the question is, um, you know, what are we going to do? Uh, Oklahoma, nine and a half. To me, that is an incredibly high number for the Sooners. What are your thoughts? Um 
I, I think they will be improved. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, I think Venable will do a good job. And again, Oklahoma is one of those teams that they can recruit. And I think they I've heard they've recruited real well. So um, I think they'll rebound again. I think the issue with them is going to be everybody gunning for them, be the last chance to play OU. But um, I, I think OU will be improved. I do think nine and a half is a high number. So I'll go under that. I think nine wins would be really good for them, eight or nine wins. But I think you'll see Oklahoma back on the rise, um, which which they need to be um, getting ready for competition in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, that's the deal, right? They have to keep building. Uh, I go under nine and a half also. I think they're getting closer. I think they'll get better. Uh, but yeah, definitely, I, I still think I don't feel like the Sooner fan base as a whole loves the Brent Venables hire, and that makes it hard for a coach when you got fan base, at least some of the fan base that are loudly against you. So I think if they start slow, they could get ugly in Oklahoma very quick. Uh, I So I go under as well. Let's go to Oklahoma State. Uh, by the way, thank you for listening, Coach. Uh, we sure appreciate you uh, tuning in. Uh, and always appreciate your support, uh, our resident Oklahoma fan. Uh, Oklahoma State, uh, if, if anything can make the Sooners feel better, it's probably watching Oklahoma State. Um, Mike Gundy still the head coach there. They have not had a losing season since 2005. Uh, they do have QB questions, though. they got a three-way three -way battle going on. It seems as though the Michigan transfer, Alan Bowman, is leading the way. Uh, but again, there might be other people with better information than me. They are uh, implementing a brand new defensive scheme this year, and they're doing it with mostly new players, which may make it easier to do considering it's new players. Their win total is at six. Dad, they did not have a good season last last year, uh, a great season two years ago. Um, what do you think about Oklahoma State? Well, again, um, I think, you know, there'll be a solid program. Um, they're an interesting one. You know, um, Coach Gundy's always been very interesting there, and I think he's a good coach. But um, I, I wonder, I mean, I read a little bit about them, and I think that, you know, they said he needs to adapt to the way um, college football is going now. And I wonder if at some point um, – it won't be time for a change there, but I think, you know, Oklahoma State should always be a good program where they can um, recruit there. At six wins, I'll go over that. I think maybe they can get to seven, but again, they're going to be the ones right in there with your Baylors, TCUs, um, you know, Texas Tech, who's going to win those games. And I, you know, whether they'll be able to improve or not, I don't know. And uh, having a Michigan quarterback would definitely worry me. Well, I mean, I follow Tennessee. They have a Michigan yeah. quarterback. There's a lot of hype about it. So I'll be I careful. What I said that, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that being said, I'll go over six as well, although I think six or seven is probably your number. Um, I think Oklahoma State is in a somewhat of a rebuild kind of situation, and it might take them some time, especially on that defense as well. But I'll go over six. They, they've been steady, and you have to count that for something. Uh, TCU, they were the darling last year. Sonny Dykes comes in and, and, uh, and, and impresses early with TCU quarterback Chandler Mer Morris is considered the breakout candidate in the big 12. They've got a top three defense in the big 12. Um, this is a team that was good last year. And I think good again this year, dad, seven and a half's the win total. 
I think that's low for TCU, actually. So I'm definitely going over for the Horn Frogs. How about you? Um, I actually looked at their schedule and everything, and I think maybe they'll go under. I think they should get at least seven wins uh, there. I, I don't think, again, I, I don't think they'll have the season they had last year, uh, but we'll see. I mean, I've always, I've never had a problem with TCU um, or anything there, but um, I, again, I think they're in the middle of the pack. All right. Uh, one of us will be right. We'll see who it is at the end of the year. Uh, that brings us to Texas. Steve Sarkeesian still there. Uh, Quinn Ewers, the quarterback. Uh, and, he, of course, he was the, the the big guy everybody was talking about out of high school, going to Ohio State. Then he transfers back to Texas, plays some last year. Um, he's the guy this year as well. Texas returns all five of their offensive linemen. And they should be one of the top defenses in the conference as well. If you ask me, I think Texas is ready for the move to the SEC. Nine and a half is a big number. I'm going over, Dad. I think Texas is the clear favorite in the Big 12 this year. Um, I think Texas is the favorite um, right now. Um, you know, again, we'll see. I'm interested with their quarterback situation just because of the Arch Manning thing or whatever. But yours has looked really, really good. No doubt about that. Um, their nine and a half is a, is a big number. They've got Alabama. They got to play early. Um, I think nine wins is be about where they would be. Cause again, I think, I think people are really going to shoot for them, especially the Texas teams in this conference. And I think they'll, they'll, they'll get upset at least once. Maybe I, I, maybe, and I don't, I don't love supporting Texas. Um, but I think this team is right where it needs to be in their final year. I think that Sark is a as a guy, as much as I'm not a fan of Steve Sarkeesian, I think he's the guy with the right temperament for the favorites and uh, keeping them motivated. Of course, he spent some time at Alabama working with Saban, who did a pretty good job with motivating his teams when they were uh, the, the favorites as well. I feel like Texas is on that uh, the verge of having quite the season this year. And uh, so I'm comfortable with my over there. Uh, Texas Tech, though, they're not gonna they're not gonna be an easy out. They're the next team on our list. Head coach Joey McGuire uh, has been impressive. They won their last four games of the season. Uh, Tyler Schofen at uh, quarterback. Out of the all, all uh, blah blah blah. The offensive line has to improve in order for Texas Tech to compete in the Big Twelve. They allowed 41 sacks last year. That has to get better. But I think Texas Tech is a program on the rise, and their win total is seven and a half. How do you sit with uh, the uh, Red Raiders? Yeah, I, I think they'll go over seven and a half and be eight. I think they are a team on the rise. Um, and, uh, again, I think they'll be one of the teams moving up in the conference. Again, they're going to be right there. We're playing some of those in the middle of the pack schools, but I think maybe maybe they can rise above some of them a little bit. So I'll go over seven and a half, eight, eight or nine wins. Nine wins would be great for them, but eight would be a very good season. See, I, I don't want to get into my tears yet, but I think they're above those middle-of-the-pack guys. Seven and a half is a number I'm comfortable with going over. Uh, I think Texas Tech is a legit team in the Big 12 this year, um, and they're not the Texas Tech that, that you think of when you think of Texas Tech, by the way, uh, anymore with Joey McGuire at coach. Um, newcomer, UCF, 
brings in Gus Malzahn, uh, and he's got quarterback John Reese Plumley. When you got a quarterback with three names, you know it's going to be good. John, what was it? John David Booty was that his name uh, yeah. back in the day? There's there's been some good ones. John Reese Plumley, uh, the quarterback. They've got some really good skill players. The offense should be very good. They have some uh, preseason all-conference defenders on this team, too. What does that mean? Who knows? Uh, I like UCF, and I think that they are going to be the team to watch of the newcomers. Seven is their win total. I'll go ahead and tell you I'm over seven. I think UCF is going to be a pain in the rear end of some of these teams in the Big 12. How do you feel about UCF? Yes, I, I think it'll by far be the best team this year of the four coming in. And um, I think the way they've played and the teams they've beaten, I think, you know, they're the team that will have confidence. I believe they'll be able to go into these schools. And, of course, they'll have uh, teams come there to play them. Um, and I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll go over seven. I think they could they could be a dark horse. I wouldn't think they'd win the conference their first year. But um, I, I think they'll be somebody that has to be reckoned with, and uh, they'll show very quickly that they belong in a Power 5 conference. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a fun one, I think. I think they're really a team that can, uh, uh, you know, make it, make it intriguing, to say the least. Uh, so I'm looking forward to see how they do in, uh, in, in the Big 12 and as they come into this new conference. Uh, then we come to West Virginia. Uh, if there is a seat hotter than the seat of Neil Brown, I'd like to see it. I feel like this is definitely going to be a very uh, possible early firing situation at West Virginia. They got a quarterback battle. Junior Garrett Green seems to be the leader there. The defense was horrendous. The offense has all kinds of questions. Uh, I think Neil Brown is gone by midway through the season. Uh, five and a half wins. I'm going under. I'm all out on West Virginia. How about you? I'll agree with you on that. Um, again, their schedule, their schedule is tough. They don't have any breaks in the schedule, and I think they'll be a team that we talked about the middle of the pack teams. This should be a team that all those can beat. And um, so I'll go under five and a half. And uh, uh, yeah, I agree with you. This could be a coach that doesn't make it through um, the season in the Big Twelve. We'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, again, West Virginia, they should be able to rebound. They're a school that has some tradition, but uh, I think they're in a tough, tough spot this year. Yeah, they got some drama going on, too, around the basketball program. Not sure if that would bleed into the football at all or not, but I just don't like West Virginia this year at all. All right, so that brings us to our tiers and to some degree our predictions, I guess, as well. But we'll start with the tiers. Uh, we're going to look at the first two tiers, championship contenders, then the conference contenders, and then we'll go to our Vanderbilt tier and everybody else will just be in that middle section there. So let's start with uh, championship contenders. Do you think there are any championship contenders in the Big 12? Um, I do not. I don't think there is. Um, now, if Texas beats Alabama early on, then that could change depending how long they run. But um, I, I don't think this year, I think the conference will build up build up in the future and, and you know, when they expand the number of teams uh, in the tournament. But um, no, I, I don't think they'll I don't think they'll have a championship contender this year. Uh I disagree, Dad. I think Texas is the team to watch. Now, am I predicting Texas is going to win the national championship? No, I'm not. 
But I think they're the team that can contend uh, there, not just in the conference, but in the nation. Remember this, Dad. They can lose to Alabama and and it really not be that big of a deal. Uh, one loss is no issue when it comes to the playoffs. And a loss against a team like Alabama would not be that big of a deal either, especially if they keep it close. But the the committee seems to forget those early losses as long as you win the rest of them throughout the season. Uh, I think Texas can beat Alabama. I think Texas will beat Alabama. But that being said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that Texas is in my tier for championship contenders. I will not uh, – well, I'm not making our, our year-end predictions just yet. Uh, so I'll just leave it at that for now. Um, what about teams you think can contend for the conference this year? Um, the conference, I think Texas can can uh, compete for that. I think Kansas State will be in the running for that. I think um, uh, Texas Tech will um, could be the dark horse maybe uh, that could surprise people and make a move. But basically, I think you're looking at Texas and Kansas State um, unless um, OU, you know, is, is a lot more improved than we think. So I've got four teams as contenders. Uh, that's not counting Texas. Texas obviously would be one if they're championship contenders. Uh, I'm with you on Kansas State. Uh, I think if your school has the name Texas in it this year, I think you have a chance to win the Big 12. Texas Tech and TCU, I think, are contenders. And then I threw Central Florida in there, too, UCF. As the newcomers, they're a dark horse, no doubt. They're not my pick to win the conference, but I think they can contend. Gus Malzahn, he's been there. He knows what he's doing, uh, and I think he's got the players to do it as well. Um, so I go UCF, Texas Tech, TCU, and Kansas State, all as conference contenders this year. Uh, I feel like I'm a little higher up on some of these teams than you are, but that's okay. Uh, you're allowed to be wrong every now and then. Uh, and that brings us to our final tier the Vanderbilt tier. Who's the, the team you look at, or teams maybe? I only have one team. A team you look at and go, there's no hope. No hope whatsoever uh, for this team now or in the near future. Yeah, how many How many do you have in the Vanderbilt tier? Um, I really – I don't have anybody in there. I know you probably Whoa. have West, West Virginia. But um, yeah. to say they don't have any hope in the future, um, I – I just don't think that's true. I don't think you have anybody in this conference um, that now you got some teams that are going to have trouble this year. Houston's yeah. going to have trouble this year. There's no doubt no, about that. West Virginia is going to have trouble this year. But to say there's no hope in the future, I think the way the Big 12 is built, um, I, I think there 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 is hope um, for everybody. And again, it depends who they bring in. If they bring in two more teams next year to replace. Texas and OU, but um, as I looked at it, I just i I couldn't put anybody in that tier. How many years before West Virginia is relevant? Um, I would think just a couple before they're competitive in the conference. Really? Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, West Virginia fans are going to love you. Um, no, I almost put BYU in this category as well. Um, I just, I don't think, you know, this year, definitely not. Uh, I think they might be two, three, four years out, even just from time to build up in the conference. And by then maybe the conference doesn't even exist. I almost put BYU in here. I probably should have, 
but I did not. West Virginia is the team. I just I think they're headed the wrong direction. Um, I don't think they've ever fit in the Big Twelve. Uh, I think that hurts them actually as well. I I just I don't think so. I think you're looking at a decade at least before West Virginia is relevant again. And if you look at Vanderbilt, Dad, they were relevant when when Jay Cutler was around, and they still weren't good. Um, so uh, I think West Virginia falls closer to that category than anybody else in the conference. So I put West Virginia in the Vanderbilt tier uh, this year. And I am honestly surprised you didn't have any teams in the Vanderbilt tier uh, for the Big 12. So uh, so I was higher on the guys towards the top of the conference. You're higher on the guys in the middle of the conference. Um, but so be it. Uh, there you go. That's the Big 12. Let us know if you agree or disagree. You can always email us at thesportstove at gmail.com. You can comment wherever you're listening as well. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're even on threads, uh, and that's new to us. And uh, so find us there at Sports Stove at each of those places um, there as well. Um, Dad, I'm well, I, I mean, to me, Texas is the clear favorite, and I picked Texas to win the conference. Um, who do you pick to win the conference? Um, yeah, I think at this point of the season, um, before the season starts, Texas is a clear favorite. I don't think there's any doubt about that to win the conference. I think you're a little higher on Texas and they're going to end up nationally at the end of the year, but, um, you know, they are the favorite for the conference. I mean, if they're one loss and they win the conference, they're in the playoffs. If they're two loss and they win the conference, they probably don't make the playoffs. Uh, but I think they're still in the top, top 12. Um, I mean, I think, I think, I think Texas is there. I think Quinn Ewers is the guy and I think they're going to be where they need to be, um, heading into the sec. Now you put them up against the sec teams. Maybe I wouldn't be quite as high on them as I am now, although I'd still be, I think high on them, but not quite as high as I am now, but put them against this big 12. Um, I, I like, I like their chances. Needless to say, I do like Kansas state a lot this year though. Um, as well. I think they're a team, a legit team uh, to watch out for as well. Um, okay. Listen, if you want to talk baseball, you need to tune in Sunday night, Sunday night, 8 PM. Uh, and <laughs> someone's been drinking too much wine. Joe Vernon, West Virginia, big 12 champs go Mountaineers. Uh, I don't think it's going to work out that way, Joel, but, uh, way to be positive. We do appreciate you listening by the way as well. Uh, make sure you follow us on sports at sports stove on Twitter and Instagram and uh, check out the sports stove fantasy baseball show live Sunday night at 8 PM tomorrow night. We'll be live, uh, doing EKU position previews. We'll have on Maxwell Smith, former Kentucky quarterback, current quarterback coach for EKU, uh, Andy Richmond, the offensive coordinator and running backs coach for EKU and Joshua Carter, He's the, uh, the running back at EKU. He's also the brother of Michael Carter from the New York Jets as well. He was on the show last year. He'll be on with us tomorrow night, live, 8 p.m. on the Sports Stove YouTube channel and always available afterwards via audio or whatever podcast platform that you listen to. Uh, don't forget to go to RighteousFelon.com. Get yourself some jerky. Use that promo code BELLYUP. You're going to get 15% off your purchase, and that lets them know that you were listening to our show as well. Uh, Dad, any final thoughts uh, going into the weekend? Um, 
No, well, like I said, I'm kind of anxious for baseball to start back up and see where it finishes off um, there. And after the all-star break here, glad to see the National League finally won an all-star game again. Uh, that was exciting. But, um, uh, uh, you know, like I said, we're headed into football now with college football and, um, you know, on the preview here. But, again, I'm, I'm real anxious for, you know, training camp to start and see where the course of Packers are going to go. And everybody's always excited at the start of the NFL season. So, um, so we'll see. Yeah. Just a lot of, a lot of sports going on, you know, um, it wasn't just what a week ago we had the hockey draft and I keep up with the predators. And so a lot of exciting stuff going on around them and, and stuff there. Uh, you and I have different definitions of exciting, but that's okay. Uh, and, but it is, there is a lot happening, no doubt. And uh, we'll continue with our college football preview next week. We'll have a new conference uh, that we'll be previewing as well as any other news going on in the sports world as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to the night's edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.